It's the Perry and Shauna podcast on the real life journey with you, reminding you that you are Abba's beloved child and that Jesus has called you into his massive mission to heal the world. Well, I cannot think, I honestly cannot think of anything that warms my heart more than getting to spend time with somebody that I adore. And I get to do that this morning and you get to do that this morning because we've got Emily DeYoung in studio with us. Thank you, Shauna. I Uh, feel the same about you. I am so delighted to start my morning with you. Yay. I'm so glad that you're here. And the very first time that we met, not having ever met you before, I, I can't even explain it, but like when you walked into the studio greeted with a big hug. I just felt like, I feel like I've known you forever. Seriously, I felt the same way. We're kindred spirits. I think so. Yes. But we're so thrilled that you're here. And if you've not met Emily yet, let me tell you just a little bit about her. She is the clinical director for Winning at Home's counseling team. She holds a PhD in psychology with an emphasis on child and adolescent counseling and a master's degree in social work. And she has been working with children and families since 1996. And some real specific areas of expertise for Emily include childhood anxiety disorders, obsessive compulsive disorder, depression, attention deficit, hyperactivity disorder, childhood temperament, and trauma recovery. And she is, she's had the privilege of working with counseling missionary families worldwide and has been partnering with Jubilee Center in Zambia to train counselors and develop a counseling center there. She's travels extensively, but her and her husband make home right here in West Michigan. And they've got two spirited young adults that they get to parents in this season. And the last time that you were here, Emily, you shared with me a goal that you had of hiking. It, it was, I think it was connected to your 50th birthday. It was. Okay, yes. Remind me of the goal and how's it going? Yes. So for my 50th birthday, my goal was to do 50 hikes and for each hike, raise $50 for a charitable organization that the person who I was hiking with was able to choose and oh, so, so cool. I'm now 51. What? Yeah. So uh, happy birthday. So uh, thank you. Uh, but yeah, we were able to um, do a lot of gorgeous hikes all over the world and in the process raise some money for some great charitable causes. That is so cool. Thank what a, you. What a cool thing yeah. to commemorate your 50th birthday. I think that's awesome. Yeah. But that's not the only thing that's been going on since the last time I saw you. You wrote a book. I did. I did. And it's such a privilege to share it with you today. I am delighted with how it turned out. Um, the illustrations are so fun and whimsical and uh, illustrated by our own local Joel Skuntanis, who just did an amazing job of bringing some of those ideas to life in the book. Um, but the book is focused on helping kids who struggle with worry and anxiety. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the, the book is called Peanut Butter Pie. It's a children's book. And yeah. T- so how do you, how through the book, do you help kids who struggle with anxiety? Yeah, great question. We noticed, especially over the last few years, that the issues with kids and anxiety have just exploded, especially since the pandemic. Mm. And it seems like where in research also shows that when kids used to worry about things like, who am I going to sit with at school or worry about getting sick? A lot of even elementary and middle schoolers are now worried about things like global warming and mm. wars and terrorism. And so the, the issue have just become expansive in their minds. Is that connected to the fact that we have just got information at our fingertips? Like we've got 
too much information for our little brains. Right. Yeah. yeah. So often. And we hold computers in our hands yep. every day, right? And we're inundated with lots of different news stories. And and most of the time, kids are exposed to those news stories as well. Mm-hmm. So their fears certainly have become expansive over the last decade, for sure. Yeah. And so how through peanut butter pie do you kind of address what's worrying their hearts? Right. So in peanut butter pie comes the worry wave. I like to boil it down to how can we intervene with kids in the areas of mind, body, and spirit, Mm -hmm. because we're looking at holistic healing, and we really want kids to experience peace and calm. So through peanut butter pie, we talk about how we can just um, focus on what we're thinking about and change the the style of thinking that we have. We're talking about how our bodies can become calm, and then also how we can surrender our worries to the Holy Mm -hmm. Spirit in prayer. I love that. And just I'm I'm having flashbacks to uh, you know my kids being little and having them either sitting really close next to me or even on my lap and pulling out a beautiful picture book like this. Mm. And just you know they they often would bring the book to me, you know, and want that yes. moment. And there's something about we're not like it's not confrontive, we're not face to face, we're not across from each other. We're right. in it together. And we open up the book and you read through the pages and I mean it's really an opportunity for them to be curious, to, you know, you might want to just turn the pages slowly, Mm -hmm. right? And give them an opportunity to, to say what's on their heart. Exactly. And I love that you brought that up because just the process of reading next to a child can build in some of that calm that we're working mm. for. When you're sitting shoulder to shoulder and you're breathing the same air and there's that beautiful sense of of touch right next to you. Yes, absolutely. That just does build the calm that we're looking for. Yeah. There are different concepts in the book that you break down then for the helpers at the yes. back of the book and Talk about those elements. Yes. Well, first of all, when I think about peanut butter pie, it it represents three different words for me. So peanut butter pie reminds us to pause, to breathe, and to pray. And the first step in that is to pause. And I think specifically about how we can pause our mind, understanding that kids and adults just struggle with so many negative and critical messages that mm. just pervade our minds. And especially that inner critic that tells us that we do a lot of things wrong or we're not enough. And, and it's so important to take those thoughts captive mm-hmm. and to choose something different. So to pause our mind and and I talk in the book a little bit about changing the channel, about oh, that's good. Uh, choosing a channel that's just more positive and productive. Yeah, that's so good because I was, you know, this many days old. You know those, you know those things that they put on social media yes. where like I was today old when I found out or whatever. Yeah, I was definitely, I think in my fifties when I came became aware through counseling of this self talk and the messages that were constantly coming. I just didn't right. realize that. I thought it was uh, that I didn't have any control, that I right. didn't have the remote. Right, exactly. And so often we operate it as if our thoughts are automatic and we don't have agency and that our thought life. And yet we do, we can choose. So part of the mind piece for us is to say, I am the boss. I'm mm-hmm. in charge of my fear. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we create a little rhyme about that in the book. Okay, so the first one is mind. Yes. What's the next one? Yes. So pause breathe. And that uh, pertains specifically to your body, understanding that when we sink down from our mind into our body, it's important for our bodies to experience peace 
and calm mm-hmm. as well. Acknowledging that sometimes there are feelings that are really uncomfortable and fear in your body feels uncomfortable, but it's okay to pay attention to that, to give voice to it, and then also to be able to calm that mm-hmm. through deep breathing. Yeah, I've actually been practicing the last few days. I've been practicing this a lot lately because I find what happens for me is my shoulders just start creeping up and I start wearing them like earrings. Yes, And then I'm like, okay, why is that? Because that's an indicator, right? Like that's a little signal for me that I'm feeling stressed about Right, and you feel it. It feels uncomfortable, right? It's painful. It Mm -hmm. is painful and it's uncomfortable. And it's like, why is my body doing this? And there's something... There's a reason. Exactly. So, what's the reason? So, that's good. So, paying attention to what you're thinking about. Yeah. And then paying attention to your body. How does your body feel? And I love that you paying attention to your shoulders or the stress in your shoulders. I encourage kids a lot of times to do a body scan where they start from their tip of their toes and they're paying attention to where different parts of their body are feeling Mm -hmm. any type of distress. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. so good. Okay. So, pause, breathe. Peanut butter pie. What's the pie? Yes, the pie is to pray. And one of the things that is so important to me as we create resources at Winning at Home is that our resources point kids to Jesus. Mm -hmm. So ultimately, at the end of the book, we talk about how important it is to turn worries into prayers and how Jesus hears and he heals. And ultimately, he is the one that will take care of your anxiety. Mm. That's so good because there's a level of peace that comes in knowing that you're not alone. That's I think the enemy wants us to think that we're alone in what we're feeling. Right, right. Nobody's felt the way that you feel. Like your situation is so unique. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? It just it's all isolating. Yes, yes. The enemy is the king of isolation. Yeah. And yet we know the real king is mm-hmm. Jesus. So bringing um, kids into community, understanding that their fears are normal and lots and lots of kids experience very similar fears. Um, and Jesus is the answer for that. He is. He is because he's not, it's not just his proximity, his nearness, his presence. It's his power. Amen. To be able to change the circumstances. Right. Yeah. Right. When I realized that, you talked about, you know, realizing your thinking in your own life. And when I realized that, when I can surrender those things to Jesus and let him take control, I love that verse in the Bible that talks about, Emily, he will fight for you. Mm-hmm. You need only to be mm-hmm. still. I think it's Exodus fourteen fourteen. Yes. I think. Yes. I think. But yeah, that's so good. And I'm telling you, I was 50 some years old when I started paying attention to the thoughts going on in my mind. How much more ahead of the game if we can pass this on to our littles. Right. Right. And put them in the practice of yeah. turning those worries into prayers. Switching gears a little bit, mm-hmm. I just want to talk about nur- nurturing a culture of gratitude within our families. And I think yes. maybe we start at the beginning. Right. <laughs> what so, is that? Yeah. <laughs> so especially from a counseling perspective, I think gratitude is so important. And as I was preparing to come and visit with you this morning, I did a little bit of research into yeah. the the roots of gratitude and found that it, the word itself can be traced back to an Indo-European word, guere, mm. that means to praise, to celebrate, or to be in contact with the divine. And isn't that a beautiful picture, Shauna? That being grateful is truly just inviting the divine, inviting Jesus into oh your Oh my goodness. Okay, so I just have to personalize this really quick because I was having a conversation with my sister yesterday. We've got a podcast, Real Sisters, Real yes. Talk, and we were talking about 
a piece very specifically. And I said, I feel like I lose my peace whenever I picture something without God. Like if a circumstance I'm going to walk into and it's a little anxiety inducing for me, if I don't bring God into that equation, right. that's when I freak out. That's when I lose my peace. And the the flip side of that, right, is when I do recognize God is present, God is here, I experience his peace and I'm grateful. Right. And when you invite the divine, when you invite God into your life, right, like the immediate response is this spirit of gratefulness. Mm-hmm. And so often I think about how beneficial it is for other people when I'm grateful because they receive or they're mm-hmm. re- recipients of my thankfulness. And doesn't it always feel awesome when someone thanks you for something or they offer that encouragement? Um, but there are so many benefits for us as well. And there's tons of research on the benefits of gratitude. Mm. We're talking this morning as we tiptoe into Thanksgiving tomorrow about just the benefits of gratitude. Right. And we've heard that so often, right? Like gratitude is good for us. Yeah. Right. And and yet I as a psychologist, I like to look at what's underneath that. Yeah. What why? Are some, yeah, why? Why does this benefit us? Yeah. So I, I think it's really helpful to break that down, too, and understand that gratitude definitely enhances our empathy. So w- grateful people are just more likely to engage in a positive way with other people. So even when we're met with things like aggression or that fight response, if we can turn that, if we can, our hearts can be gra- gracious and gra- uh, grateful, then uh, a lot of times we, we instead of retaliating, we're able to bring calm into a situation. Mm. Can you tell me a story or give me an example of yeah, what that would sure. look like? Yeah, for sure. You know, I had a, a nine-year-old little girl in my office a couple of weeks ago, and she was sharing how frustrated she was with her brother for always entering her room without an invitation and taking her things. And she was aggressive. She was angry. And then as we started talking about it, I gave space for that because mm-hmm. I want to acknowledge that there's definitely room for frustration in my counseling office. But then we also talked about how huh, I wonder if there are things about your brother that you can be thankful for. Could we turn some of that aggression into gratitude? And then when she stopped and thought about it, she said, well, Emily, I am kind of grateful that he plays video games with me when Mm. I ask him. And you could see just a glimpse of a change of heart. Hmm, A softness almost, Mm -hmm. it seems like. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it really can't. So if I'm in a situation where I'm feeling that aggression and I'm feeling that anger, how do I change that? (laughs) How do I change the atmosphere? How do I change my mind? It's tough, right? Because especially when you're in that space and we feel that that sense of, well, I deserve to be frustrated. I deserve to be angry. Mm -hmm. And and please hear me say that I have room for that. I know that there is room for frustration and I want to be mindful of that. But I experience that even in, um, for example, my marriage relationship, Mm -hmm. when there are moments when I become frustrated with my spouse and, and then I stop and think, wait a minute. Okay, I need to pause my brain, right? And especially if that that bitterness is growing in my heart and I stop and think, wait, like there's so much about him that I am thankful for. Mm. And it takes, it is active. It takes work to make that change yeah. of heart, but it's my responsibility. Right. And it puts things in perspective, right? right. Like, cause sometimes I, I had this conversation, I talked to numbers with my kids all the time when they were little, but I would say, it seems like your reaction to the situation seems like a five. Yes. And 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 maybe this from where I'm standing, this looks like a two. You know what I mean? Like, right, right. Because we can get kind of 
fo- hyper focus on a thing and make it larger than yes. what that actual thing is. So by being grateful, it kind of downsizes it that thing. It diminishes the sure. perspective. Yeah, and sometimes it's very similar. I ask kids, "Is this an oh bummer or is it a really big deal?" Mm. And so, exactly right, like trying to identify how big is this problem for you and. And most of the things that we're encountering are really more of an Obama than they are a mm-hmm. big deal. They're not life altering. They're simple frustrations or annoyances. And certainly they are there and we need to do some problem solving around it. But if we don't pay attention to it, that grows, that bitterness grows yeah. and can be consuming. There's a sneaky little benefit it to should. being grateful. Yeah, it you is, know what it I mean? Is. There's so many benefits. Flips it around. Uh-huh, yeah. Exactly. What, are, what are one of the other benefits of having a grateful heart? Yeah. So one of the other things that I think is really important for us to notice is that it affects our physical health. Grateful people report fewer aches and pains. They are more likely to engage in active self-care like exercise or regular checkups with their physician. And it improves sleep, believe it or not. And one of the active things that you can do is if you're struggling to fall asleep, if you can stop, pause your brain and start paying attention to the things that you're grateful for. Just start rolling through in your mind. Mm -hmm. What are some of those things I can be grateful for? It does bring a sense of calm and it actually helps you fall asleep. That's so good. I heard a, a brain surgeon speak one time. I wasn't at the kind of place that you're thinking, where would you hear a brain surgeon speak? But it was at a, um, a retreat and he was talking about how God made our brains and how he is a brain surgeon. He understands, you know, the creator as well as the creation. And he was just talking about how there's so many things in biblic- in the Bible that are literally good for our brain. Yeah, like God's telling us to do things that are good for our brain. Right. And one of the things he shared with us that stuck with me is whatever our brain doesn't have a pause, it is always working. Mm -hmm. So whatever your last thought is before you go to bed at night, your brain will continue to visit that thought. It'll loop it. Right. Until you wake up in the morning. Sure. So what a beautiful thing to do for your whole self. Yes. To go to bed with thoughts of gratitude. Right. And I love it when science proves what God has known I eternally. Know. Yeah. Right. It's so good. <laughs> it is so good. As we prepare our hearts for tomorrow for Thanksgiving, we're talking about the benefits of gratitude, that there are both benefits personally yeah. and there are benefits for others. But we didn't even get into all of what the personal benefits are. Right. So there's right. more. There are more. And I'd like to just camp for just a moment on the idea that being grateful or having gratitude as an attitude has psychological benefits hmm. for you too. Mm, tell and, me more about that. Yeah, right. And and as I was preparing for this too, I thought, you know, I personally need a gratitude adjustment mm. in my life because there are so many times that I get caught up in the hustle bustle and hurry, hurry. And and um, life comes at us fast. Yeah. And yet when I pause and I adjust my focus to gratitude and thankfulness, there is a peace that comes with that. It's super countercultural, though, don't you think, Emily? Because like the whole world, it feels like is geared. All of marketing, all of, you know, worldly things is geared to make you want and to make you think I don't have what I need because that's how sure. you go and make purchases. Right, right. And yet, if we focus on what we have as opposed to what we don't have and then be, are grateful for those things, then that turns into a spirit of peace. Mm, for sure. It's so good. Yeah. I've, I've, I have um, challenged myself. I like to shop. I'm a girl who likes a fun outfit. And so uh-huh, I like uh-huh. to shop. And so I've challenged myself that when I've got something in my mind, it's a lot of online shopping, right, is to shop in my own closet before... 
I make a purchase. Oh, I love that idea. Yeah. I go looking for something. Do I have something that I would wear at the same time that I would wear that? You know what I mean? Yes. And have you ever done that and found something that you have that's new that you didn't remember I, that you have? I do have things in my closet yes. that still have tags on them. Yes. Yes. So that's a great idea. I yeah. love that. And it's just helpful to remember too that gratitude does decrease difficult emotions when you have experiences of resentment or prolonged anger or envy or sadness. Studies show that gratitude is just linked to a general sense of well-being and happiness. Hmm. So when you really camp in that area of gratitude, then you can really um, attend to some of those emotions in a more positive way. Yeah, I mean, it's almost like it's um, an antidote to, yeah. I mean, gratitude is to a lot of things that are just not good for your soul. Right, exactly. Yeah, there's so many benefits to being able to shift our focus to what we're grateful for. Thanks for letting Perry and Shauna walk the real-life journey with you. The content from the Perry and Shauna podcast comes from their live show, Perry and Shauna Mornings on 89.3 Moody Radio, Grand Rapids, Michigan. Reach out to us by texting 800-968-8930 and please subscribe.